to you in peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. From beautiful Hotel Candelaria in Antigua, Guatemala, my name is Sean Smith, and on behalf of myself and my beautiful wife, Don Maurice, hello. Welcome to Now is the Time. Coming to you from the beautiful Hotel Candelaria in Antigua, Guatemala, it is my privilege to welcome to the Mobile Pro Podcast booth, Stove Crew number... Seven. Seven. I'm Daryl Darnell, your host for today's episode, and I'm going to have the crew introduce themselves, starting with the young lady to my left. My name is Hannah Allen, and I'm from Washington, D.C., Virginia. My name is Ann Sporer. I am from Washington, Illinois. I'm Annabelle Allard. I'm from Arlington, Virginia, outside of Washington, D.C. And I'm Matthew Spore, and I'm also from Washington, Illinois. This is cool. So we have the cross-dynamic of Washingtons (laughs) going on here. Welcome, you guys. And for me, this is my first week to to engage with any of you, meet any of you. I like to start out just by kind of uh, allowing the audience to learn more about your experience here in Guatemala. How many times have you been here? Is this your first time? And, And stuff like that. So... Why don't we start with mom over here? Sure. This is uh, my first time coming. I heard about this trip from my a good friend, a neighbor, um, who told us about it last year and was excited to okay. have the opportunity. Excellent. So, Hannah, I'm guessing your story is kind of like mom's? Mm-hmm. Yeah? <laughs> okay. What about Anne and uh, uh, Matthew? Yeah, so sorry. I'm like, no, oh. you're good. Yeah. Um, well, this is my first year, and I heard about it. From my mom and by extension Sean, who had come to Peoria, Illinois, which is the big town next to us, to do a concert. And this is my first year, but second week. Okay. I came the first week alone and was here just doing the Guatemala thing, here doing the mission and was on a stove crew and all that. You can probably hear me in one of the earlier last week's podcasts. I was there. And then yeah, my mom, my brother, and my brother's friend joined me this week. Okay, I'm going to come back to that, but let's let Hannah <laughs> talk for, for a second. I also met Sean and Damaris, Sean and Damaris at their um, concert, in, at his concert in Peoria, Illinois, several years ago. We had a chance to talk, and they talked a lot about the mission. And I thought, yeah, that's that's something I could do. And um, so I, this is my fifth time coming out of six years. I missed one year in there, but yeah. fifth time. So fifth time for you. Mm-hmm. So and I and I knew you'd been here. Multiple times, mm-hmm. your crew leader. I assumed you had been here. Uh, <laughs> I see Matthew over here uh, doing the songs. Your Spanish yeah. is great, and you're all into the woo woo <laughs> gestures. It's my second year here, and I'm like, oh crap, I'm so far behind. With the, I don't know that I'm terrible. That's why I stay mm. in the back because it is <laughs> ridiculous. I'm impressed, man. Thank you. <laughs> I, I assumed you'd been here like five, six times. <laughs> I wish. No. I've always had something that I'm like, oh, I can't go to Walmart because I have this this summer. And this was the first summer I was like, I can do it. So yeah. I came. I'm yeah. so glad you did. Wow. Thank you. I, I assume, <laughs> yeah, just blown away. Okay. Um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was intrusion there. Um, let's talk about reality of Guatemala versus your expectations. And Anne, I'll, I'll ask you to hold off mm-hmm. since you're That's the veteran. Yes. And we'll ask the, the new folks here to answer this one first. Uh, uh, what were your expectations? What did you think it would be like? And then what has been the reality? And just whoever wants to go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So I didn't know quite what to expect. I knew from my friends that I would feel safe. She emphasized feeling safe, although I remember when she went last year for her first trip, she was getting really nervous before the first trip. And I remember hearing her talk about her nerves and just thinking, oh, she's so silly. Like, (laughs) why is she getting nervous? Not a big deal. But then as it got closer and closer, I found myself getting so nervous about it all. And I was very nervous, um, especially in the airport. I mean, already I'm kind of looking back and laughing a little bit about how nervous I was. Um, But I have felt very... um, safe since getting here, bringing an eight-year-old daughter. I wasn't sure what to expect, particularly in regards to the food, and she's staying up a little bit later, so those were also some anxieties I had coming into it, but that has all gone very smoothly. Um, I really didn't know what to expect in terms of going into people's houses. You see pictures, you see movies, but until you're really in those situations, I couldn't imagine what it would be like, so I think I almost didn't even think about that too much, except kept telling myself that these people want to keep me safe, so they're not going to expose me to anything or my daughter to anything that's going to make us not safe. And that really has been my experience. Um, It's been wonderful. And then actually being in the houses or in the streets, I mean, so many times I just feel like I'm in a movie almost Mm -hmm. because... It's just amazing to believe that I'm here, for one, with my daughter. Um, It's more amazing um, that people live in these situations. Um, It's just very hard to imagine until you're experiencing it. Mm. So, and I guess I'm sure we're going to talk about the warmth of the people and how good it feels. (laughs) And I don't need to spend too much time talking about that now. Yeah, definitely talk about that. All right, Hannah, what about you? What was your expectation? How's the Guatemala different than what you thought it might be? Um, um, I thought, I didn't know there was going to be, like, stray dogs everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised to see all these dogs on the street. And where we lived, there weren't any dogs on the street. Mm-hmm. And the houses are a lot more different than the houses we have where we live. Mm-hmm. That's true. Matthew, what about you? You've seen your mom and heard her reports all these years. Yeah, so. I've heard about this trip for six years, mm-hmm. you said, and I've seen, she takes amazing pictures. So I've seen the pictures of the people, the places. And I wrote about this um, in my blog last week, but it was um, really the sounds that kind of captured the sounds and then what happens after the picture. Because like, when you see that snapshot of life, you're like, oh, that's what that is. But so much happens before that picture and so much happens after that picture that you can't contain. I mean, in a video you could, but we don't. And even being there is like being here, just being able to see five different angles of one scene is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, what you mean? I saw videos of uh, John Dennis came down a couple of years ago with um, uh, Neil Galarte and some other folks and shot some video and that was the first video I had seen of Guatemala. So I thought I had a pretty good idea. No, <laughs> experiencing it firsthand is, is so different because you're right. You get the other pieces of it. You get the smells and the sounds that accompany that in full 3D. So, Definitely. Yeah. And what about you? Anything different you've seen this time than in the past? I think every time I come down here, I see something different, mm-hmm. I, even though the mission is run very much the same every time because they have such a great way they run their mission. So it's very effective. And uh, like Annabelle said, it's very safe. Um, even so, I I think I'm able to notice different things each time. There's sort of only so much you can take in 
the, the first time, mm-hmm. first couple times you right. come. And then you start to see it on a little bit deeper level and deeper level each time. Um, I think, and one thing I love about this mission is being able to go into people's homes and interact with them directly. When we, after we put a stove in, we say a prayer today. The sweet grandmother, who was 82 years old, had little tears coming down her face. She was so thankful. And that's just not something you're going to get on many mission trips, mm-hmm. especially a short one, to be able to come in and connect with so many families so deeply and so quickly. Mm-hmm. It's a really, that's yeah. really a great, um, great experience. Yeah. I had an encounter earlier in the week that, that reminded me of my grandmother. Um, I, I used to stay quite often with my grandparents, especially in the summertime. And at night after we had gone to bed, my grandma would make her way to the kitchen and she would start praying. Mm-hmm. And she, she was Pentecostal, so she spoke in tongues and she would speak out loud and she was just so passionate as she prayed for mm-hmm. our entire family. And so we were, it was prayer time after we had installed the stove and we did our prayer, we have a written out prayer that we, we don't have to use it. It's helpful for folks like me who don't, I yes. can read some Spanish enough to do the prayer, but I this certainly well. couldn't do yes. it otherwise. <laughs> and she said, can I pray now? And we're like, well, of course. And she started praying. I have no idea what she said. <laughs> All in but Spanish. But it took me back to when my, it was so passionate and Wonderful. it was so heartfelt. It reminded me of my grandmother just pouring out her heart in prayer. That's great. One thing, oh, sorry, one no. thing that's been odd to me, not odd, odd in a good way, to be on this trip, specifically during the prayers, is um, that from, I come from a Lutheran church, and that's very like, you do this, then you do this, then you do this, then you go home. Like, it's just built on structure is mm-hmm. how it works. And um, so when someone's praying, everyone is silent and listens to that one person praying. But when you get here and you'll get like a circle of people and it hasn't happened as much this week, but especially last week, just people, everyone will start praying like all at the same time. And it doesn't matter that you can't hear what the other person's saying because your prayer is being heard and you know their prayers are being heard too. It's a really cool experience. Yeah. I think that's a great segue into talking about what we've experienced in the homes and the Guatemalan people. So Annabelle, I think you had something you wanted to say on that. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, I've experienced so much. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to think about where to begin. Um, I mean, there really is so much. I'm just <laughs> the, the the situation that was the most impactful because it was the hardest for me that I feel about. I keep talking about was the situation yesterday where there was a woman with five small children. I think well, the oldest child was probably 13 or 14, maybe somewhere yeah. Yeah. older. Um, but their living conditions were very bad. Um, Mud floors, three rooms. Um, there were just pot, these piles of mud um, right next to their beds. Um, dark, damp, smelled really, really sad um, conditions. And yet, um, and again, I talked about this last night in the worship service, but it was hard for me to keep from crying, and I did because mostly because of my daughter. <laughs> um, and I was so scared for my daughter to touch anything in that house. I mean, that just kept going through it is how dirty it is, how many germs, how do these children live with this? Um, 
But then towards the end, we were trying to, I was trying to talk with my little bit of Spanish with the girl and asking her what she liked to do. And her mother brought out her picture book, which was, is a notebook where she has pictures taped inside. And she started showing us pictures of her daughter. And it looked like her daughter had um, participated in some type of pageant, but she was dressed up. She was in a school. And so seeing those pictures of her children outside with people who are helping her and knowing that that wasn't their only life inside that dark, damp little house uh, really helped me make it through that and feel like this stove is going to help them along with the other resources that Corazon de los Niños is going to bring to them. Until that point, the other places I thought all looked bad, but now looking back on in comparison, the other places are so much better. Um, and then contrasting that today, again, with this 82-year-old woman who also reminded me in some ways of my grandmother. I mean, she seemed very strong-willed. She, you never could have told, told that she was 82 years old. She was doing everything. She probably would have gone up on the roof if we would have let her. <laughs> but we didn't. Um, but she was just so warm and loving. She kept wanting to um, hug Hannah and give Hannah gifts. Um, and as Ian said, she was very, very thankful. And we could tell and emotional about getting this gift. So that was very powerful and moving awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know how we follow that. Any, <laughs> <laughs> any stories that come to mind for the rest of you guys? I mean, I think about Hannah is that she just asks so many questions. And I think that's so important that anyone who wants to come on this mission should ask as many questions. Like, don't be afraid that you're asking too many questions because, like, she needs to learn these things and they're all very important. And we love answering her questions. So she's. A blessing in that way. And you ask very good questions, very insightful questions. Thank you. <laughs> I'm very impressed with her. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's been wonderful being on Anne and Matthew's crew because mm. they are wonderful in terms of um, helping Hannah and me feel comfortable and safe um, and warm. And it's just been a really positive aspect of this troop has been being of this trip has been being part of this group. Yeah, that's great. It's been, I mean, it's no doubt to me that each of our crews have been divinely put together and that sure. people yes. who those houses were visiting, like there was a house that, um, I don't know what stove crew it was, but it's all moms. <laughs> and, if that had been my crew in that home that day, we would have gotten the stove built, but the ministry that would have taken place would not have been as impactful. Mm -hmm. That group was the perfect group to visit that home. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I just, and the, and the story you just shared, I mean, it, yeah, I think it's evidence that God has not only brought us here, but, but designed our paths as, as we have gone out into uh, these cities this week. Hannah, I would love to ask you a question. Can I? Yes. All right. <laughs> What are some differences you've noticed in some of the homes that you've visited from in comparison to your home or some of the, the other homes you've seen back home? So the ceilings are a lot more different, and um, the floors are a lot more different. Some of them are, like, dirt. Some of them are concrete. And um, the, like, the ceilings aren't made out of bricks. Uh, um, um, some other stuff. Yeah, metal. Metal. Tin. Mm -hmm. Corrugated tin, lamina. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And these houses are made out of, like, metal, 
and and like um their floors are really different than ours and then they like they have lots of pets sometimes mm-hmm. and um they like they have lots of flies in the house and a lot of bugs mm-hmm. yeah that's a good description have you noticed anything about the attitudes of the people in the house or the people in Guatemala um so they can't they take care of um like like some of the youngers they take care of the like three-year-olds that are those and like when the mom asks them to do something they do it right away mm-hmm. and like when um forget who it was i think it was Anne asked for the oil um one of the sisters just went to go and get it mm-hmm. not having an attitude or anything mm. that's true yeah. I don't know about you, but sometimes with my wife, I know you don't have a wife, but maybe your mom <laughs> or your dad, yes. when they ask me to do something, I'm like, ah, oh, I have to stop what I'm doing. You ever done that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that attitude either. Uh-uh. Yeah, they're very compassionate, very, very um, giving, very content, happy people. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. love their brothers and sisters, yeah. and they take mm-hmm. care of them. Yeah. That's uh, good observations. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> well, let's talk about some of the people, specific stories that mm-hmm. you've uh, met, this, the people you've met this week, and the mm-hmm. stories that uh, surround those interactions with people, maybe through VBS or maybe through the homes or maybe even with the mission crew and the, the hotel staff. Just what comes to mind with the, with the people that you've interacted with this week? For me, well, I also will say it. This stove crew has been phenomenal. Um, I've very much enjoyed working with Annabelle and Hannah and, of course, with Matthew. I've also been surprised how much Spanish he's able to speak. It's great. Um, But I would say for me the biggest treat this year, I mean, I love all the people we get to see, but was uh, having the chance to see our sponsor child, Javier, who we started sponsoring last year. We met him. And just to see how he is growing, he looked fantastic, he had new glasses, he just was so happy. Uh, He and his mom had baked us a whole bunch of uh, Guatemalan sweets, and I mean, they just, they were excited to see us, we were excited to see them. It was just a very touching uh, experience to be able to know that I with a very little amount of money, we've been able to support him and his family through the past year. And just to see the difference, because before he always had kind of sparkle in his eye and was, you know, he stood out to me, but he had ratty clothes. He, you know, just seemed more disadvantaged. This time, uh, Corazon de los Niños has so many fantastic programs that um, he was like a new kid almost, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, he still had that same sparkle in his eye, that mm-hmm. same great helping attitude, but it just really made me happy, not only to see him, but to see how much he's been able to grow in every single way. Mm-hmm. He's a cool kid. I've got blue glasses. Mine are darker, and some like you, you can't tell they're blue. His are blue, too, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even know you had a connection with him when I first met him. I was like, he's got blue glasses. i got to go talk to him. <laughs> a great kid. And as I brought Addie over, she was nearby. I'm like, because I didn't know how to say glasses. I'm like, you got to help me. Addie's my daughter. And uh, she did, and we talked to him and, and uh, had a good experience. Mm-hmm. He's a great kid. Yeah. Yeah. 
What about some of uh, some other interactions you guys have had? Yes. So my interaction was meeting new children, and I really and I met new kids. One of them was this girl named Jennifer, and she's really nice. And we played with a lot of kids at Vacation Bible School, and all the kids there were really really nice. Mm-hmm. To bounce off of that, I love all the kids and the babies at VBS. Um, they will just come up running to you, like, give you a hug. Like, I was leaving VBS today, and one girl just came and latched onto my leg. I had never seen her before. And she just <laughs> latched on the leg, and I was like, I just wanted to pick her up because she was so cute, and she just didn't want me to leave. And I was like, I have to go, but I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> and um, there's another family that, um, a different stove team crew, they met them, but they've seen them every day, and we've talked to them together, and they have... A little girl. It's she's also named Jennifer. I'm not sure if it's the same Jennifer you're talking about. Mm-mm. I think yeah, different Jennifer. But um, she's just so cute. She's probably two years old, you'd say, and um, she has these pig like four pigtails, and she runs around and she's crazy, mm-hmm. grabs onto everything. She's just so she loves like everybody. And they also have this little baby named Pablo, and he is super cute. The um past two days. He's had little hats with little dog ears on them, and it's very cute. And they just got their clothes at donations today, and to see them in their new clothes, and she was so happy. Even the baby was happy, and the mom, she was overjoyed just to have her kids. Like, I, one of the other people who was interacting with them said that, like, the mom specifically washed them with, like, baby oils and all that stuff, and they just smelled so nice, and they looked nice, and it was really cool. Mm. You have a great energy around the kids, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really Just so it. you know, I'm not surprised that she ran, that this girl <laughs> interacted with came up to you because you've, you've got a great energy and a Thank very you. welcoming spirit about you. So, yeah. Well, so I also, I've enjoyed having the children just come up and hug me. That was a surprise <laughs> that I wasn't prepared for. But in terms of people, um, the two Guatemalan um people who've been helping with this trip, Casildo and Alba, hearing their yes. stories. I don't know if you've talked about them on different podcasts, but to hear that Alba, I guess she got a stove herself eight years ago, and now every summer quits her job in order to come and work and help put in stoves for other people. I mean, that's amazingly powerful to think about. Would I quit my job to come and work here? No. <laughs> <laughs> and then Casilda, who gets up, I, I believe he told me he gets up at four o'clock in the morning and rides his bus um, rides the bus here to get here in order to help out. And they both do hard labor. They're not getting paid. Um, Castildo, my understanding is he never had a stove put in, but Sean said he lost a home in a previous volcano and had people rebuild his house. So just hearing that level of dedication and that support. Um, and then also just getting to know them as a people. It's another way to get to interact with mm-hmm. native Guatemalans. Um, and practice Spanish and <laughs> realize how much more I need to yeah. practice. I love both of them. Their stories are remarkable. One of the things that motivated me to come back with better Spanish this year, which I, I did, but not to the level I wanted, it was probably Thursday morning last year, maybe Friday morning. I was up early, and I was in the side dining hall, and Elba was there, and it was just the two of us. And we exchanged pleasantries, hola, como estas, muy bien. Okay, where's this conversation? I tried to say a few things. She tried to say a few things. 
and we we soon realized that her English was as good as my Spanish, which mm-hmm. is not good. My Spanish was not good, and we just sat there in silence, which was not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we should do more of that, but I know <laughs> we both wanted to learn more about each other, and we yeah. had that language barrier, unfortunately, but she's wonderful, and Casildo is, is amazing, too. Great people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Elba is a powerhouse. I was on a yeah. stove team with her last week, and she could build a whole stove by, stove by herself if she wanted to. She just... And she talks to families, and because she's had a stove, she's been able to explain exactly how to take care of it, what you need to do, like when this happens, what silicone to buy to redo the um, water sealant, and she's just like amazing. And I think it it took me and one other person to have a conversation with her because my Spanish is good, but not as good as Elba. She's been speaking her whole life, Mm -hmm. but between the two of us, we were able to have like a educated conversation with her and it was really cool but um the one funny thing that she says is she doesn't want to learn english because it's just too difficult which i think i agree with <laughs> it is very difficult yeah. yeah spanish is much easier than learning english yeah well um any final thoughts you'd like to share with anyone listening who may be interested in joining a future mission or anyone back home that helped make it possible for you to be here that you'd like to give a shout out to, or someone maybe you left behind to be here this week who's helping run things back home that you'd like to give a shout out to. Hannah, why don't you start? Um, be aware because there's lots of dog poop everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's great That's advice. true. Very always, good advice. Always keep Watch your stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to say hi to anyone back home? Hi. <laughs> Specifically, you want to say hi to anybody? Like daddy? No. Or... <laughs> they would enjoy it if you did. Yeah. Hi, dad. <laughs> and hi, John and Elsa. Hi. hi. We love you and miss you. And Gammy and Pop Pop, who are helping take good care of everybody back home for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all our friends and family who helped get us here. Mm-hmm. Grandma and Papa, and lots of cousins and aunts and uncles, and a whole lot of neighbors mm-hmm. helped us and helped us with donations and helped also contribute. Is it crazy that they'll probably listen to this and hear you? They're going to hear what you're saying right now. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I gave my uh, speech last week in my podcast to my mom that she brought me here, but she's sitting across the table, so I can tell her that when we get out of the podcast. But um, to the people at home, um, my brother is on a different mission trip right now, my younger brother, and hope he's having fun doing that, even though he won't listen to this podcast. (laughs) And um, my dad, who's holding down the fort there with our dogs and everything, I hope he can make it one year. Dad, I hope you can make it one year, (laughs) because... um, yeah, I think you'd really enjoy it. Yeah, um, I think you would too. <laughs> Love him to come. Um, so yes, thank you to my husband, to David, uh, for holding down the fort. And also thank you to my sister Emily, who couldn't be here this year, but she collected lots of donations for us. Um, also, Leslie and Shana couldn't be here. They collected a lot of donations <laughs> for us. So um, thank you to everyone who gave us donations and... Um, I just miss you all and see you in a couple days. Yeah. Excellent. Well, on behalf of Sean and Damaris, Lillian and Corazon de los Niños, thank you for your service to our Lord and to his children here in Guatemala. And thank you for sharing your stories on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. So that's all the time we have for now from Antigua, Guatemala. If you'd like more information about our mission, 
team photos, audio podcasts, blog posts, or even YouTube videos, visit our mission website at nowisthetimeformissions.com. That's nowisthetimeformissions.com. And until next time, this is Sean Smith saying Dios te bendiga. May God bless you. Vaya con Dios, go with God. Pero no inmediatamente.